It's now tradition here on KCAP for five years on our final show before Halloween. We've brought to you something special during the morning news, and that's today. So now I'm going to let you in on just what happened only a few weeks ago at the old Montana State Prison, the very, very haunted old Montana State Prison. It's a location I visited once before and is the very first repeat location in our five years of Halloween shows. But there was so much unexplainable a year ago that I thought it warranted a return trip. Before being locked away, I did venture across the street from the prison to what's now an antique store. It was at one time, though, the warden's home. The room above his garage next door, in fact, served as a temporary home for the female inmates after an earthquake made some of the buildings in the prison uninhabitable. I thought I'd stop by and see what it's like to work across the street from such an ominous presence. Inside, I meet Arlene, who runs the shop full of history with everything from antique photos to some talking Teletubbies. Have you ever had anything happen over here that no. you can't figure out? No. I, Every, everything's all normal over here. It's all normal here, but my sister doesn't think so. So <laughs> Really? Has what is she what has she told you? No, well, it's kinda of funny. Uh I went downstairs one day she did and uh the door shut behind her and locked. But it would lock anyway if the door was shut. So she was there hollering at me trying to get out. So somebody shut the door on her? Oh, I think she says the wind, I'll tell you that, but I don't know. So what do you think over there? Have you ever been over there and done any of the, the, the ghost stuff or anything no, like that? Or I haven't. What what do you think about it all? Do you do you believe in anything that's going on or I I'm not real into that, no. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are. They'll come over and tell me a story or two. <laughs> I suppose you've heard a lot of stories. Well, few. Yeah. None of them have convinced you yet. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've got to be like that, I think, to probably work across the street. Yeah, yeah. So Arlene isn't so sure about all this ghost talk, but I was at the prison a year ago. I recorded temperature drops. A flashlight turned on and off as I asked questions. And we, of course, got some whispers in the dark. Arlene may wave it all away as overactive imagination, but she admitted she's never been across the street after the sun goes down. It's now dark, and I'm with a small group of about two dozen or so fellow ghost hunters. The group will quickly shrink after about 1 a.m., but for now, it's a bit of an orientation with a pair of folks from Ghost Hunts USA, which organizes that event here and in multiple locations across the country. The group filters into various prison cells to begin spread across three levels. I'm on the third tier and inside the cell of Stanley Dean Baker. A convicted murderer, Baker was also a self-professed devil worshiper. There are, in fact, drawings still in his cell, including one of a horned devil. It's hard to explain, but the air in this cell does just feel different than it does in the others. It's in this cell, actually, that multiple guests have reported over the years hearing what sounded like a deep-in-the-throat growl from a dog. And that's a sound that I heard a year ago not that far from this cell. As I walk in, I remark to myself how I've actually forgotten Baker's name 
at the time. There's some scattered talking in the background of the audio here, but there's also something else. Listen. I can't remember this guy's name. So after I take a deep breath, the air just felt heavy immediately as I stepped into the cell, had to catch my breath, and there's a quick, sharp sound. Here it is again. I've turned up the volume here, and I've cleaned up a touch of the background noise. I hear, have to take it with them. What we're supposed to be taking, I don't know, but that's a voice. And we've only just begun. In fact, I'm minutes away from recording one of the most shocking pieces of evidence captured in my five years of trips. Part two of my overnight investigation coming up in the next hour on Montana's Morning News.